And yes, indeed, glory, all glory to the newborn king. Thank you so very much for tuning in tonight to day 22 of Luke December Challenge 2022. This challenge was instituted on Gospel Best Radio in 2019. Uh, we invite annually members of our community to read through the gospel account according to St. Luke in the month of December and we have had members of our community joining us since the beginning of this year's edition uh, to read through the gospel account of St. Luke. I hope that's been a blessing for you. It has been a blessing for me indeed and after every reading we identify some of the treasures from the chapter for each day. Of course, the treasures are never exhaustive and we invite you to always share with us uh, the treasures that you have identified from the chapter for the day. Uh, reading for us today, David Sushet, Luke chapter 22 from the New International Version. David Sushet reading Luke 22 for day 22 of the Luke December challenge. Do read along prayerfully and then let's talk together about the treasures from Luke chapter 22. Now the feast of the unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas called Iscariot, one of the twelve. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? they asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. 
they began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table, or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom, just as my Father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the cock crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you without purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. He said to them, But now, if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, And he was numbered with the transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. The disciples said, See, Lord, here are two swords. That's enough, he replied. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? he asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? and one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, No more of this! And he touched the man's ear and healed him.
Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him, Am I leading a rebellion, that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour, when darkness reigns. Then, seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the cock crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. The men who were guarding Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded, Prophesy, who hit you? And they said many other insulting things to him. At daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the teachers of the law, met together and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, If I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, Are you then the Son of God? He replied, You say that I am. Then they said, why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. This is the word of God. Thanks. It's God. And yes, thank you for staying with us tonight. And you just listened to the reading of Luke chapter 22 for day 22 of Luke December Challenge 2022. Now let's go and search for treasures in this chapter. First, let's let's have an overview of this chapter. This is where we read of uh, Judas agreeing to betray Jesus. We read of the Last Supper, the preparation for the Last Supper, which uh, was, of course, uh, the celebration of the Feast of Passover. In this chapter, we read of Jesus praying praying as usual. That's what verse 39 says. Jesus praying as usual on the Mount of Olives of the arrest of Jesus, of Peter disowning Jesus, of the guards mocking Jesus, and of Jesus appearing before Pilate and Herod. Now, uh, the Holy Spirit has led us from here in the studio to identify five, five treasures from Luke 21. Five treasures. If you have identified any 
one other than these five please do share with us or if you want to comment on uh, any of the five that we are sharing tonight please do do feel free to join us on whatsapp you can send a message on whatsapp or use any of the forms on our page the first one is this it takes your consent for temptation to become sin it takes your consent uh, for temptation to become sin and from uh, verse 6 if you read from the new international version of luke 22 verse 5 says they were delighted and agreed to give him money that and that comes after verse 4 saying that judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple and discussed with them how he might betray jesus they were delighted and agreed to give him money he consented and watched for an opportunity to hand jesus over to them and before then Verse 3, then Satan entered Judas, called his carrier, one of the twelve. Satan entered into Judas and then run immediately to verse 6. He consented. He consented and watched for an opportunity. He consented. And that reminds me of the admonition uh, in Proverbs 1.10, my son. And that applies to my daughter as well. My son, my daughter, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. Do not give in to them. The more traditional versions, the New King James Version says, My son, do not consent. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. King James Version, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. It takes your consent for temptation to become sin. That is clear. And I pray that the Lord will give you the grace to resist to resist temptation in the name of Jesus. Of course, remember again from Genesis, from Genesis chapter 3, uh, the fall of man, where before the Lord pronounced uh, the punishment on the serpent, on the woman, and on, on Adam, the Lord called each of them. He asked each of he asked the man and the woman uh, what happened, what what did why they did uh, what they did. And you see, when the Lord said to the woman, verse 13, Genesis 3:13. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Uh, meaning that the serpent tempted, and she consented. She fell into that temptation. I mean, we will all be tempted. We continue to be tempted even until death. Oh, for grace not to consent. Oh, for grace not to consent. Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, and we read from verse 6 that he consented. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, we read that no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So we have the assurance that relying on the power of the Holy Spirit, we can resist temptation. I pray that uh, when sinners entice you, when Satan looks around for people to use i pray you will not consent you're not giving you're not giving to that temptation you don't make yourself available for its use judas consented i pray you will not consent to being used by the devil and the way not to consent is to be filled with the holy spirit to be filled with the holy spirit and i do pray that the holy spirit will always bear you up in jesus name amen And the second treasure from Luke 22 from what's here in the studio is this. You will always find it just as he said. You will always find it just as he said. And we are taking this from Luke 22 verse 
13, Luke 22, verse 13. Now, let's read Luke 22, uh, verse 13. You will find that when Jesus had said to the disciples, he had said to them, go ahead and make preparation for us to eat the feast of the Passover. And they asked him, what do you want us to prepare for it? Jesus replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with, with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. Then verse 13, listen to it. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. See, Jesus told them, go ahead into the city. You'll find a stranger, a man and not known to you before. Just follow him. And when you get there, ask the owner of the house for this and that. Jesus had made preparation for the disciples. They knew nothing about it. You know, the, <laughs> the heavenly host had made preparations for the eating of the, of the Passover. And the disciples were astounded in verse 13 uh, when uh, they found things just as jesus had told them they found things just as jesus had told them and this reminds me again of luke 19 32 and we read this days ago when jesus was about to enter to jerusalem and he needed the donkey to ride on and then he sent his disciples saying go ahead and then you will find this donkey never ridden before untie it and bring it to me if anyone should ask you say the lord asked need of it luke 19 32 we read that those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them they found it just as he had told them i mean they, were, I mean, they, they didn't question him of course they, they had learned not to question him right they had learned not to question jesus uh, because so when he told them go ahead of me you'll find a donkey tied there never reading before untied and bring it to me if anyone should stop you tell that person the lord has need of it and we read from luke nineteen thirty two that those who were sent ahead went and found it just as I told them. I'm, uh, the Holy Spirit is saying to you tonight, if he has sent you ahead, just go. You are going to find it just as he has said. You are going to find it just as he has said. As he said to you, that even till old age and gray years, I am he who will carry you, I will be with you, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. As he said that to you in his word, take him at his word, you are going to find it just as he has said. As he said to you, I will be with you even to the end of the world. As he said, go Make disciples of all nations. Go baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I've, I've commanded you and lo and receive to the end of the age. Is that what he has said to you? Go, go, go. Oh, just go. You will find it just as he has said. As he said to you, don't, don't worry about what you see around you. I will come back and take the kingdom for myself. Is that what you have read in the Bible? Take him at his word. It will be just as he has said. As he said to you, he who comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Oh, do come to him. Do cast your case upon him. As he said to you, come to me, all who, who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. As he said that to you, oh, do come to him. You will find him just as he has said. As he said to you that your heavenly father knows your needs, that he will provide for you even before you ask. Is that what you have read in the Bible? I challenge you to believe him. It will be just as he has said. Just as he has said. It will be just as he has said. Let's not gloss over this. This is something so powerful. We must hold on to it. It will be just as he has said.
And the third treasure from us here in the studio from Luke 22 is this. Jesus lives to intercede for you. Jesus lives to intercede for you, to intercede for you, to pray for you. And we and uh, for this, we go to Luke uh, 22, verse 31. Let's look at Luke 22, uh, verse 31. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. But I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. I do tell you in the power of the Holy Spirit that you may substitute your name there. But I've prayed for you, Olufemi. But I've prayed for you, Olufumbi. But I've prayed for you, Comfort. But I've prayed for you, Lide. But I've prayed for you, Volashikemi. But I've prayed for you, Ajumoke. But I've prayed for you, Dayo. But I've prayed for you, Afolabi. But I've prayed for you, Dipo. But I've prayed for you. I pray for you that your faith may not fail. Jesus intercedes for us. And you see, even before that temptation confronted Peter, Jesus had prayed for him. Jesus had prayed for him. And isn't that the assurance we also have? Romans 8.34 Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us and is also interceding for us. What comfort we have, what comfort we have. Uh, of course, you'll agree with me that were it not for that intercession uh, of our Lord on behalf of Peter, on behalf of Peter, uh, that temptation would have consumed him. Just like, just like Judas, who fell into temptation and took his life thereafter and did not repent. But in the case of Peter, uh, because the Lord had interceded for him before that time, he did fall, but afterwards he repented. He, was, he repented and of course he was restored into full fellowship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Simon, Simon. Our Lord said, our Lord said to, our Lord said to Peter, Simon, Simon, verse 31, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. 32, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. I think we can take encouragement from that, that, the, that Jesus is interceding for us. And in the hour of trial, may we find that intercession uh, available for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh yes, and number four, the fourth treasure from us here in the studio from Luke 22 is this. A reminder that we are in a kingdom of opposites. In a kingdom of opposites, he who will be the greatest must be the servant of all. He who will be the greatest must be the servant of all. We are reminded again of many opposites in the kingdom of God. He said, he who will keep his life must lose it you want to you want to have life then first lose it give it away and then you will have it uh, again you want to have more the master says give give what you have give and give and it will be given unto you a kingdom of opposites you want to proclaim the righteousness of, of, of christ then when you are slapped on one cheek turn the other as well you are a member of a kingdom of opposites. Kingdom of opposites. You want to be great in God's kingdom, then be the servant of all in this world. You want to sit on thrones in heaven and have your crowns glittering with stars, then be a servant in this world. Our Lord said to them, Luke 22 verse 26, 
but you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. And before then, he has said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. You are not to be like that. We are in the kingdom of opposites. The kingdom of opposites. And you will find more often than not that if you want to find the Christian way in this world, just search for what is the way of the world and do the very opposite. If you want to follow Christ and you don't know what path, if you don't know what Jesus would do, right? Just ask what the world would do. What people of the world would do and do the very opposite. The very opposite. That's what Jesus says. The very opposite. It's a kingdom of opposite. Do the opposite. And people want to do this. That's what the world would do. You do the opposite and you'll find that you are in the path sanctioned by Christ. And the fifth treasure from us here in the studio from Luke 22 is this. Get up and pray. Get up and pray. Don't be held down by sorrow. Don't be held down by worries. Don't be held down by fear. Instead of being fearful, instead of being sorrowful, instead of being exhausted from sorrow, get up and pray. And I invite you to look at Luke 22 verse 46. Luke 22 verse 46. And I love how Luke recorded this account. Of course, this account well known to us when Jesus went into into the garden of gets man to pray and he did pray because you know the hour was upon him he prayed and we read we read from uh, from verse 34 and being in anguish he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground so uh, the disciples uh, I, I suppose that they were able to see Jesus from afar because according to this account uh, verse 41 he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them so I suppose that they were able to see him uh, kneeling down praying fervently they could they must have been able to tell uh, from his posture from his disposition that he was in anguish that he was in anguish so you know to see your master in anguish the person uh, that you consider your savior the person that you consider uh, the son of god the person that you that you that you consider will save you from all things to see him in anguish uh, must uh, must indeed have made uh, the disciples sorrowful and again before that jesus had told them of the suffering to come to him he had said to them well when i was with you i told you to go and go and don't don't bother about taking anything with you because all things will be provided for you they said yes you did but now i'm telling you take a pause i'm telling you take a bag i'm telling you take a sword because i'm about to be taken away from you so i love the background that uh, luke gave to the disciples falling asleep while jesus was praying and you see from verse 45 verse 45 is so kind in my opinion so kind to the disciples who fell asleep it's so kind to them because it gives context sometimes i mean most times traditionally we've been brought up to suppose that oh they were just lazy lot instead of them praying uh they 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 were sleeping but verse 45 gave uh kindly uh gave context to to their sleeping listen to, to luke 22 verse 45 when he arose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. 
exhausted from sorrow. He found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. They were sorrowful, number one. Uh, they, uh, they could see their Savior and Lord in anguish. They must be wondering, hey, this thing must be real. What is coming must truly be serious for the master to be in anguish and sweating like this in prayer. Uh, they recalled uh, what he had just told them, saying to them, well, when I was with you, I said to you, go about without pause or anything. Uh, you will not lack anything. He said, yes, but now, hey, the time is coming. Your master will be taken away from you. Get a sword, get a cloak. They must have been afraid and sorrowful. But this is what Jesus said to them. That's what it says. Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. And I'm, and I'm taking verse 45 and verse 46 together. I'm saying that in times of sorrow, the answer is not to give up. It's not to faint, it is to pray. In times of fear, the answer is not to faint, it's not to give up, it is to pray. In times of confusion, the answer is not to run away, it is to get up and pray. Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray. Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray. That's exactly what our Lord said to them. And we are reminded of Psalm 56 verse 3. When I'm afraid... I put my trust in you. Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. The disciples were afraid of what was coming. Just I told them that uh, a dark time was coming. They were afraid. They were so exhausted. As we read from verse 25, they slept. Jesus said, get up and pray. Are you afraid as well? I said to you in the power of the Holy Spirit, get up, get up and pray. Psalm 18 verse 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised so shall I be saved from my enemies. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my Do you have enemies? Do you have concerns? Do you have problems? Uh, do you have uh, clouds forming ahead and you are afraid of what will happen? Hey, be like the psalmist, Psalm 18 verse 3. Hear the admonition of our Lord. Get up and pray. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. It is by calling upon the Lord that we shall be saved. And Jesus gave us that example. Luke 18 1. He spoke a parable to them to this end. That men ought always to pray and not, and not faint. And not faint. New King James Version. Men always ought to pray and not lose heart. And not lose heart. Men ought always to pray and not faint. Don't faint from sorrow. Have you been afflicted by sorrow? We sympathize with you. We pray that the Lord will uphold you. But do not faint. Do not faint, but pray. Get up. Get up and pray. Get up and pray. Men ought always to pray and not faint. And of course, we have the perfect example from our Lord. Hebrews 5.7. Hebrews 5.7 is a commentary on Luke 22. It's a commentary on Luke 22:46. It's a commentary on Luke 22. It is in, it is in Luke at 22 that we read of our Lord praying almost with like if he was sweating blood. And in Hebrews 5:7, we find the writer to the Hebrews running commentary on that. This is what he wrote. He said, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered all prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears, to him who was able to save him from death, and he was hard because of his godly fear. Jesus was hard. Jesus prayed fervently. He was afraid because he was man. He was afraid of the coming trials and suffering. He was afraid of the approaching sacrifice, and he prayed. He prayed with vehement cries. To who? To him who was able to save him from death. And in the same way, when we are afraid, at the point of death, at whatever point, may we remember that we are called to call 
out to him who is able to save us. Him alone who is able to save us uh, from death. I pray that in times of sorrow, in times of trials, in times of fear, in times of need, and at all times, you will always remember to call to him who is able to save you. Do not consent when tempted. Remember, you will find everything, just as he has said. Remember that Jesus is interceding for you. Remember to remember that you are in a kingdom of opposites. Remember to always get up. Get up and pray. Those are the treasures we are sharing from the studio today from Luke chapter 22. Do you have treasures you want to share with us? Do not hesitate to do so. We look forward to reading from you. Do join us tomorrow for day 23. Wow. Day 23, that will be the last but one. And we can't wait. <laughs> yes, we can't wait.